Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Life is in phases. Let's all say that together. Life is in phases. Uh, would you please say it again? Life is in phases. In secondary school. Or in school. Year one. Year two. Year three. Have you remembered when, when you were about to finish your GCSE? Or those of you who grew up in other parts of the world. O levels. When you finish, you are, you are looking forward to finishing. When you finish, you ah, happy. And then the A-levels. Ah, and another one comes. Your first degree. Um, and then those of you who try to do the master's. Those who manage to finish it, finish it. When you submitted all your papers. Um, dissertation. So life is in phases. Remember your word, those of you who are married. The day they say you are not married. And you, you remember you are no more going that direction home again. This is this, this, this where you're going. You remember when you were about to relocate from Birmingham to London? You were bidding your friends bye. Or maybe you were about to relocate from America to London. Your best friend cried and cried and cried. <laughs> Life is like that. There will always be a departure. In life, there will always be a departure. Yeah. Usually, sometimes, some departures have a very negative impact on the faint-hearted. Some of you who broke relationships properly, you remember when you, uh, both of you came to a conclusion, I think we have to end this relationship. She had to, you, you, had to, you had to let her go. You had to let him go. You were wondering, how are you going to survive? But God has designed us to be forward moving and to be able to, to, be able to weather any storm. Never be afraid of change. Someone said something some time ago that in life, that everything changes in life. The color of your hair, the texture of your skin, the amount of flesh you have on your bones. Where you work, where you live. Sometimes friends you've always hung around with. Everything changes in life. It does. Yeah. About three nights ago, it snowed. Today it's not snowing. About seven months ago, go. you were wearing short sleeves. It was hot. Everything is changing. Everything is changing. 
And he said, everything changes his life. The only thing that doesn't change is change. That's the only thing that is constant. Change will always be there. Everything changes, but change will always be there. Change will always be there. Because there must always be a change. And if you fear to change, you will not make any difference in life. How long would you stay in secondary school? So, don't be afraid of change. Embrace change. Embrace change. Some of the changes are just necessary for your glory. Not all the changes that are necessary for your honor and glory seem to be advantageous from its onset, the way they appear. Just remember some changes you went through, especially because I'm speaking to Londoners, and most of you grew up in London. Growing up in London comes with romantic relationship, desires, and drive. Most of you were in some relationships and relationship had to break. It was hard. But now you are so happy. You are just so happy. Shout freedom. Freedom. Shout freedom. 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 Free. Years ago, my pastor said something which has never left me. My pastor said there's nothing like absolute freedom. Nothing like absolute freedom which I believe and I accept. You are, you are waiting to be free from your mother's control when you leave the house. As soon as you are free from your mother's control, you come under the control of your own bills. You want to be free of going to work and someone calling you, where are you? You haven't come threatening you, uh, threatening you as a uh, dismissal. And come on, what kind of, your manager is so controlling. You can't wait to start your own company. Yeah. You move out from one freedom into another bondage. That's what Jesus said. Watch this. It's very interesting. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, he says that, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Did you see that? So he said, I've got rest. Come, I'll give you rest. You'll be free. You'll come and rest. So let's see the way he defines his rest. Look at the next verse. He said, come. Next verse. He said, take, my, take what? My yoke upon you and learn from, for I'm gentle and lonely, and you'll find rest. Ah. Yoke? Yes, yes. What does verse 30 say? For my yoke is easy. (laughs) Free from demons, free from Satan, but come for another bedding. Because life, there's in life there is nothing like absolute freedom. There is nothing like absolute freedom. Nothing like absolute freedom. And so you must be willing to embrace change. Most of the time, the kind of freedom you need is the freedom that will help you to fulfill your life. Some of us are in situations and relationships that are very 
restrictive. When I talk about restrictive, I'm not talking about you are not free to eat anything. You are not, even, you remember, if you want to live long, you have to check your diet. You are not free to eat anything you want. Are you? No. You're not free if you like, try it. Eat anything you want. Oh, I know you can say that I don't have any allergies. Me, I eat everything. No, you eat everything, but you can't eat anything. Every time. All the time. You, you can't just live on sugar. You bought brown sugar, different types of sugar, and then you mix them and you just... It, it doesn't happen. You can't. If you want to stay fit, you have to exercise. You have, if you're always watching television, sleeping, lying down, and watching television, not doing anything, you will die very, very early. That's not freedom. That's actually another form of bondage. It's bondage, it's worse. Now, the freedom you need is the liberty, the liberty you need and the freedom you need is the one that allows you to do for, or fulfill your calling, fulfill your assignment, because everybody has got an assignment in life. So, there's always change in life. Life counts with changes. There's, I've, I've said it a few times and I'll say it again. There's a Nigerian adage or proverb which says that 20 children do not play together for 20 years. It can't happen. Some of you remember you used to have some best friends. Now you don't even know where they are. You are busy living your life and fulfilling you don't have an idea where they are. All right, change. So change is necessary. Someone say change is necessary. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Bandi kando shigabantas in Now, the Lord had said to Abraham, get out of your country, huh? My country. Get out of your country from your family. Hey, that one too. And from your father's house. To a land which I will show you. Then he told him his intentions. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Wow. I will bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This was the program of God for him. The intention of God could not be carried out until the demands of heaven had been fulfilled over his life. And do you know how God says, it starts by telling him that move out. He said, I will bless you. The one who walks, the man who walks with God always has a secure future. Never feel sorry for a person working with God. Can I say that again? Please. Never feel sorry for, for anyone working with God. Never feel sorry for them. They may be in a certain transitional stage. That may look sorryful, pitiable, or pitiful. But once they are working with God, 
He said, mark the righteous man. Mark the man. He said, his end thereof shall be peace. Hallelujah. You are not wasting your time coming to church. You are saving time coming to church. Because time will be spent one way or the other. But if you don't spend time securing tomorrow, you will waste time managing tomorrow. When it becomes today. Because how today turns out has everything to do with the way you handled yesterday. Today is a product of yesterday. It is. And tomorrow is going to be a reflection of today. If you work with God today, you will have the tomorrow that you are supposed to have. It's only God who can guarantee your future. Not your job, not your certificate. Not your relationship, not your friends, not your contacts. It is only God who can guarantee your future. It is only God who can guarantee your future. They make us feel in United Kingdom and in the West and practically now almost everywhere, so in the name of civilization, that it is your job and career that secures your future. It's a lie. It's a lie. It has a way it can have a big impact on your future. But does not secure your future? It doesn't. It never does. It's, your, it's fulfillment of your assignment that secures your future. Some of, you, some of us, we live to chase money. The Bible says if you chase money, it's like money makes wings. And fly. How can you? You are walking, you are chasing a bird flying. Is it not true? Yeah. Your future, the security of your future is not in your job. When then I won't work, that's even worse. <laughs> Papa, Papa said this, I love it, it's a blessing. Papa said, it is wrong work. He normally says it's work. It is wrong work that burns people out. Not right. You can't be burnt out doing the right work. No one works harder than nursing mothers who have added like two, uh, three other children under three. But maternal work, even though it's so demanding, it's so fulfilling and rewarding. Yes. The fulfillment in it gives you reinvigoration. Yeah. So you can't burn out being a mother, doing the mother's job. Yeah. You don't burn out doing the right work. Change is necessary, and some of us have come to the point. See, when we talk about change, some people are only looking, judging from human standpoint. So you are looking for maybe a, nice, a nicer house, a better car, more income, so you can splash it on holidays. 
splash it on holidays and designer ways. Look at the number of clothing you've got. You don't have space for it. There are a lot of people listening to me. You don't have space for what you wear. The West makes us feel, or our morning day makes us feel, having enough money, having enough material things brings you fulfillment. But some of you have already found out that it's a lie. It's a lie. May I submit to you, you should know this by now. If you live, if you are an adult, okay, you live in London. May I submit to you, there are more people, there are a lot of people who don't have what you have. They don't earn what you earn. They can't afford what you can over afford. And they are happier than you. Uh, don't you know that? Sometimes, some, just on the train, you can tell that this, this person is miserable. You can also tell this person is very happy. Why? <laughs> Life is interesting. So be careful what you, what you put value on. Anyway, let me finish this change thing. Change. Someone shall change. God told Abraham, leave. There are times God will come and tell you it's time for change. What you always have to remember is the word that brings the change. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. Interesting. Joshua 1, 1. Someone shall change. change. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. What does it say? Alright. Alright. So after the de- Moses died, Moses died. Everything must end. Oh, no, no. Things were now about to begin. Work with God. You mean Moses? He brought them out of Egypt. God called him. He said, bring them out of Egypt. They go to the rest. They said, Moses, now you brought us in trouble. Pharaoh is behind us. Rest in front of us. And on the side, there's nowhere we can go. Wilderness. What are we going to do? Moses said, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. For these Egyptians, you see, you shall see them against no more. Exodus chapter 40. And Moses went and prayed to God. God said, what do you have in your hand? He said, all right. He said, stretch it. Go towards the sea. Stretch it towards the sea. And it did accordingly. And the sea parted into two. And they walked on dry grounds. When they walked on dry grounds, miles on dry grounds, when they came out of the, um, the sea, Pharaoh's, Pharaoh and his child also said, well, how come the sea opened? Maybe it's an extreme weather condition. Let's go inside. They, <laughs> they thought it was that. They also went inside. Uh, Hebrew says that they are saying, he said, he said, Pharaoh and his child, the Egyptians, Pharaoh and his child, they are saying, attempting. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 29, somewhere there. He said, by faith, the Red Sea was open. And then, and, uh, by, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by, as by dry, dry land. Whereas, the Egyptians attempting, the King James is the assaying to do so. The Egyptians assaying to, to do were drowned. The same thing that you are succeeding through. Do you know, you, you lost your job and look at the way you still look fresh. Others lost their job and they are in hospital. Others, others lost their job and they lost their marriages. And Moses, 
up in Pharaoh's house. He was a prophet. Papa said he was well learned in the wisdom of the Egyptians. All the wisdom, Acts chapter 7, verse 22. All the wisdom of the Egyptians, Moses knew it. He was, the guy was good, he was eloquent. When it comes to he understood it. He was very, very well learned when it came to the wisdom and the way it, the, the Egyptians did everything. Powerful. Egypt was the America of the uh, better, stronger than America. Moses, someone say Moses. 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 Died. Moses died. Who are we going to cry to? The one who brought us from Egypt. He's taking us to the promised land. He's dead. What are we going to do? Bible says that Joshua chapter 1, after the death, God has to wait for something to die. So that he can tell you the next chapter of your life. Tell someone, don't be afraid of change when you are working with God. Some of the changes may be abrupt, may be gradual, but it will be certain. To be certain. He said, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. Psalm 18 verse 30. The word of the Lord is tried. He's a buckler to them that trust him. He's a shield. He's a buckler to those who trust him. As for God, his way is perfect. The way God will take you to, the word of the Lord is tried by God. Fear not. Fear not. You are too afraid. Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses, my servant, is dead. Say, Moses is dead. Moses is dead. But how many of you knew it wasn't a problem for God? No, it wasn't a pro- Actually, it was a necessary phase for God's glory. After the daughter of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua. All along, God was not speaking to him. But Moses died, and God said, okay. So, and then he said, Moses, my servant, my servant, too. Not your master, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I'm, I'm, I'm going to, uh, which, which, the, the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Say, rise and go. We are about to rise and take a step. And towards the end, do you know what the Bible says? Joshua chapter 21, verse 43. Joshua chapter 21, verse 43. The Bible says that. <laughs> So the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give to their fathers and they, they took possession of it and dwelt in it. Go to the next verse. The next verse. And the Lord gave them the rest. Now in the verse 45, well, let's just jump to verse 45. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. about your marriage, about your health, about your children, about your career, about your business, about your ministry, about Carrie's ministry, and about the revival, about the revival. Everything God said came to pass. Shout 
it shall come to pass. Shout, it shall come to pass. Whatever God has said to me, it shall come to pass. Sometimes you don't know how it shall be, but it shall come to pass. Look at Joshua chapter, chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. Said, God said, take these people across the Jordan, go and on their way going. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children. Oh man, that's bad news. Bad news. Bad news. You know, in the United Kingdom, um, if you are coming from outside the EU, EU, the laws are different for you. Previously, it was kind of general, but now it's completely different. So then, if they have made a law particularly to exclude you, you know it's difficult for them to miss you. It was tailor-made for you. Your shoe size was taken into consideration. Your iris were taken into consideration. Your fingerprints were taken into consideration. The color of your hair and the length of your hair was taken into consideration. Your physique was taken, everything. So when you come, it is you. It says that Jericho, usually they don't shut the gate. But the, the, the gates, the door, Jericho was securely shut up because of the... Children of Israel, no one was going out, no immigration, they finished. No one was going out, no one was coming, and yet that's where they were heading. God said, let's go. Now, guess what? Tell someone, God is not afraid of change. Because he holds the future. Now, watch this. Ah. Now, the next verse, look at verse 2. And the, and the Lord said to Joshua, did you see that? Jericho was shot. Moses died. God said to Joshua. Jericho was shot. God said to Joshua. In times like this, what you need? What has God said? Hey, hey, listen. Doctors have said, oh, but you too, get the word of God. Read your Bible, listen to messages. Read your Bible, listen to messages. Read your Bible, listen to messages. Other than that, the predictions concerning your future is what you will get from the aspects or from your family members. You need a word of God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the word of God came. You see, God who calls things that be not as though they were, that's the kind of God I'm talking about. Romans chapter 4. He said, God, he calls things that be not as though, and gives life to the dead. Or quickly is the dead. Romans 4, 17. Now, put it back on the screen. Uh, uh, Joshua chapter 6, verse 2. It says that the Lord said, see. He's telling you, see. I've given Jericho into your hand, its kings, and their mighty men. I have given them. By his child, he said, no, don't leave that. I said, see, I have given it into your hands. God is not afraid of what you are afraid of. You're so concerned. What, what is, I don't get married. What if, what if I don't have a child? What if I don't get a good job? What if, what, what if you do? Because you are going to do. 
you're going to get it. It's going to happen for you. Say it's going to happen for me. It will happen. Now, I'm going to give you that. How the guarantee, what is the guarantee that it will happen for you? Right. So quickly, Jericho was spiritually silent. First of all, I want to draw your attention that change is normal with God. God came to Abraham. He was minding his own business. Genesis, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. Bible says, by faith, Abraham moved. Hebrews 11, 8. By faith, uh, by, uh, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should receive after for an inheritance, obeyed and went. What? Where, where did he go? Where did he go? How many sons of Abraham do we have in this house? <laughs> Thank you, sir. Undefined destination. Does that mean God was not with him? No. Actually, that was the move of God. The move of God. The move of God. The move of God. God wants sometimes God. Oh, sometimes God wants you to learn how to look up to Him and just not just look at your destination. He asked you, the bus was coming. He said, go on board the bus. He said, but which route is this? There's no number. He said, go on board. So you just go based on his saying, not because you are so familiar. Sometimes we make decisions based on the familiarity of the destination, the route. But you must familiarize yourself with the word of God, not the route of life. The word of God. What has God said is more important than what, how you know things work. Yeah. Because how many of you know that the way things work always change? Yeah. Things don't always work the way it always works for others. Maybe even for you. Some of you should know this already. For you alone, most of the times, anytime what is doing it, when you do it, everything. It, it, the brother said that every time I attempt to travel, if I go with some people, they won't travel. If they go alone, they will travel. If I go with them, they won't travel. You are too used to the way things work. So you are not exposing yourself to enough of God's word. Your, the guarantee of your future is in God's word. As for God, his way is perfect. I'm prophesying to somebody. So, Abraham went, don't forget this, not knowing where he was going, but how did he go? He went by faith. And today, we are all singing his, his success story. People will sing your success story. People will sing your success story. The world will hear about you. The, Karis, the world will hear about us. The world will hear about us. The world will hear about us. Not because everything looks rosy, because we are working with God. Because we work with God. The world will hear about you. Shout yes. Don't fear. Fear about the future of your job and your children. My, my children. Huh? They are so sick. My children. Their future. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so bright you need sunglasses to look. <laughs> Listen, your children are okay. Yeah. Your children. For God said, Jonathan, Jonathan, I want you, Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan made a mistake. He messed up. And God said, Jonathan, Jonathan. But for your father David's sake, 
your father, may God say that about your children. May God say that about your children. The future of your children. Because of you, God will spare them. God will spare your children. Because of you. He said, I've been young and now I'm old. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken. No, he's. No, he's seen. It is you and your descendants. It is you. So, some of you, your investment in God is securing the future of your children. What you don't want is to be towards nearing the end of your life in regret because your children are failing and messing up. That's what you but, but I am glad to announce to you that it will never happen to you. You will be there to give your daughter to in, in marriage. You will be there to see their marriage doing well. Your grandchildren first. Ah, you will be there. You will be there. Because God is with you. Shout hallelujah. We worry because of tomorrow. But don't worry because of God. Because of God, don't worry. The tomorrow sometimes makes you feel worried. But because of God, don't worry. Baby, don't worry. Because of God, don't worry. Because of God, don't worry. Because of God, don't worry. They once said it can't happen for you. They should come and see. They should come and see what? You remember when once you were so down, frustrated, nothing seemed to be working, you were not getting a job. Now you are you are you are interviewing people for a job. Have you forgotten? When you were in the wilderness alone by all by yourself alone, and the enemies and the lions were after you and the bear, and how God preserved you and has kept you. Now you look back, it was like it never happened. I'm telling you, the problem you see today, in future you look back. And it will be like it never happened.
What can man do to me? In Luke chapter 18, Jesus said, why are you so fearful? What's your problem? Luke 18, I think 25 or 26, somewhere there. Why, why are you so, Luke 8, why are you so fearful? Why are you so fearful? Somebody's blessed. So, it brings you from one state to the other. But sometimes, if you don't keep your eye on him, because you will not be familiar with the root, you will panic. You will panic. You will complain. You remember. Once you begin to panic and murmur and complain, you become vulnerable. You become a victim, cheap victim. Change your way. There will always be change. Moses died for your information. Moses died. And in, in John chapter 16, Verse 5 downwards. Very interesting text. Huh. John chapter 16, verse 5. But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? Be- but because I have, I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go. What is making you sorrowful is actually supposed to make you joyful. But it depends on your interpretation. Because then you are operating as an ordinary human being. So you are reacting like ordinary human beings react to situations. That is why you are sorrowful. But it's that we are, you are at the brink of a change and it's not supposed to be sorrowful. I remember when we finished school, everybody was happy, rejoicing. Hey, liberty now. I'm finished now. I finished now. I finished now. That is how, when you are working with God, any change hits you, you begin to rejoice because you know God is about to pull one of His staff. God is about to display. Jesus calls His going to the cross. He describes it as the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. John chapter 12. He said that, I think verse 23, 22, 23, somewhere there. 23 in particular, John chapter 12. He said, but Jesus said, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Then his next statement is, except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. So Jesus was not looking at the death, but he was looking for the joy that was set before him and joined the cross, despising the shame. He was looking at the results. He was looking at the destination in God. Listen, that is why he told them, let not your heart be troubled. Only believe in God and believe also in me. For I'm going to prepare a place if it was in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it was not so, I wouldn't tell you John chapter 14, verse 1 and 2, and then it opens up a discourse. It opens, listen, listen, it opens up a discourse. And they were asking, but where are you going? The way you are going, we don't know. The way we don't know. He said, listen, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Do you know what he was saying? He said, as long as you are looking at me, I am the destination and the way. Jesus, you have arrived. You are on the way to your destination and you have arrived. He is the way 
and it's a destination. Because if the way is a person, then the destination is equally a person. He said, oh, okay. You are saying that where you are going, but we don't even know where you are going. How can we know the way to them? Jesus said, Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you are going. And how can we know the way? He said, I am the way. I am the way, the truth and the life. Then he said, okay, okay, enough of that. Okay, you just show us the Father. Just show us the Father and it will suffice for us. And he said, I have, Philip, I have been with you all this while and you don't know me. He who has seen me Fear not. The change is, ooh, I like this one, ooh, ooh. One of the major important reasons of change when you are working with God is this. Because when you can't see where you are going and all you have is a word from God. So how do you embrace a change? How, how do you take advantage of change? When you're working with God, number one, a word from God. When you are working with God and it's taking you to somewhere you don't know, what happens is that your determination to hold on to God helps you build some muscles. Uh, hallelujah. Because I told you I was going, sorrow has filled your heart. But you didn't realize that it's expedient for you that I go. Because this change is necessary for you to be able to gain an upper hand in life. God always starts from, even in courage ministry, we have come to a stage where, oh, you remember, we are about to move. We are about to do a change. Hallelujah. It gets me excited. It gets me excited. Hallelujah. I'm telling the truth. It gets me excited. Because it's expedient yes. for the nature of the revival. How can the world come here? The world can't fit here. We are moving to Revival Center. This is Graceland, but we are Revival Center. of your father's house. Where are we going? I don't know. We are going to because Abraham, Bible says that by faith, Abraham dwelt in tents. Ah, 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 ah. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter verse 10. By faith. Listen. By faith, Abraham obeyed. But by faith, in verse 9, he dwelt in tents. Dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign land. Dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. The heirs of the same promise. Go to look at verse 10. Why? For he waited, he waited for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker was God. Shout hallelujah. What does this mean? He left his comfort state, he left his small home, he left his country, and he went, but as long as he knew he hasn't arrived where, guess what? He, was, he didn't know where he was going, one. Two, because he didn't know where he was going, his spirit knew something. Yeah. But if his spirit hadn't got the witness, he wasn't certain. Yeah. So he dwelt in tent. Yeah. Tent, temporal, temporal accommodation. Yeah. Temporal place. 
Temporal place. Temporal place. Not with the heirs of the promise. Isaac and Jacob came and continued. We're with him in the tent. They were there, even though Jacob was not born. Jacob was with him in the tent. They were there. They were there. You need your heirs of promise to travel with you in tents. We are about to move into the tent ministry. Check out through history. Every revival had some tents connected to it. Check through history. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. How can you tell me you have been called for revival and you just want to stay in the room? There are transitional moments. It comes through sometimes. There are transitional moments. There are moments of change. But in the tent, Isaac is not ashamed to be in the tent. Jacob is not ashamed to be in the tent. Because they were the heirs of promise. They were the heirs of promise. They were the heirs of promise. Shout hallelujah. By faith. By faith. By faith. It can only be done by faith. Courage. We are a people of faith. We progress by faith. We take over the city by faith. We go to the Red Sea by faith. We enter Canaan by faith. By faith. We obey God by faith. We move by faith. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Everybody will go through some changes, but we are glad to do it We don't judge the way ordinary people judge. And guess what? God sends a prophet to lift you. Now, this is a prophetic move of God. That means that people's testosterone are about to change. And it's always, we always go further and better. The time has come. The time has come. We are not a monument you look back to remember. We are a movement. What is this? I don't know. I said, what is this? This is not an ordinary church for you, for you to get it. We can set up a tent ministry on the street. Anyway, we are a bunch of crazy Jesus people. intimidate us. We are crazy. We are mad. We are hungry. We walk by God. We walk with God. We walk by faith. And not by size. Shout yes. We are a free people. Nothing can imprison us. One thing I will leave with you. 
When a change is due, what gives you an advantage is your work of faith. Fear will paralyze you. Fear will give your opponent an advantage. When David met Goliath, Goliath spoke and spoke and cast him by his ghost. David said in First Samuel chapter 17, from 40 downwards, David said, you come to me with a spear and an arrow and a bow, but I come to you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, whose armies you have defiled. Today, I'm going to kill you and I'll give you, he said, Goliath said, my dog, you are coming to me with the character. But David said, you wait, I'm going to kill you, you Philistines, I'm going to kill you. David said, come to, you come to me, and David said to him, you come to me, uh, come to me and I'll give your flesh to the best of the air and the beasts of the field. And David, what did he do? And David, the, uh, the said, uh, David said to him, you come to me with a sword and a, with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. And then what happened? David ran to him. And uh, this day, that God will deliver you into my hand. And I will strike you and take your head from you. And, and this day, I will give the carcass of your camp, of the, of the camp of Philistine, to the best of the earth and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Shariah! That's faith talking. Bible said by faith, time will, not, time will not permit me to tell you about David, about Gideon, about Jephthah, who through faith subdued kingdom. Ephesians, Hebrews 11, 32, who through faith subdued kingdom, quenched the mouth of the violence of fire, stopped the mouth of lions, were made valiant in battle, worked righteousness. What are you talking about? Through faith, David, his name was mentioned. That's how he dealt with Goliath, faith. Verse 45 of First Samuel 17. Verse 45. He said that you come to me, but I come to you in the name of God. Verse 46. Verse 46. Verse 46. This day God will deliver you to my hand. Go to verse 47 quickly. Then all the all the assembly. God, people will know that there's a God in Israel. And not just that, people who are standing here too, they'll know how God saves. That God doesn't save through swords and spear. But God, for the battle is the Lord's, and He will. Tell someone I'm not, I'm not afraid of change. Because I'm a woman of faith. That's it. That's it. Tell us that I'm bring it on. I'll be able to do it. Let, let me finish this. Look, look, go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. So it was when the Philistines came to Adrian, that David uh, to, to, uh, to meet David, that David hurried and ran towards the, the army of he ran towards him. Brothers, we have to run towards the future. We are running towards the future. Don't fear. Don't fear. We are going with joy and excitement. Running towards the future. Running towards the future. Running towards the future. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.